how lucky are we? I mean, how lucky are we? We don't have a good one tonight. We got a great one coming tonight. Welcome to an all-NBA edition of the Damon Bruce Show here on Damon Bruce Plus. It's good to see so many of you already hanging out in the chat before we even begin the ceremonies here. Thank you so much for joining me once again. We have a lot to get into today. We're focusing on the NBA. And before we focus on the specifics of tonight and how the Warriors not win this series, but win tonight, Game one, got to take them one at a time. It's an old cliche. I believe it's true. So most things that become cliches are true. Uh, the biggest problem with sports media today, though, is where I want to start this show. Because yesterday, you know, before I got on the air with you and after I got off the air with you here on YouTube and on Twitch, I see you Twitch, love you, um, you know, I was I was I was watching sports. I was watching sports talk, sports debate, sports chatter. I couldn't believe how after just watching one of the single great games you'll ever watch any player have in your life, the debate was all about the, the, the entire topic was the debate about who that player might be rather than enjoying the moment that that player just had. A moment that by the way was so unique and rare all that it was was something that had never happened before in the history of the NBA. No one had ever scored more than 50 in a Game 7 than Steph Curry, but that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for the debate shows. It wasn't enough for the people out there who want to control the conversation, the producers, the, the directors. And I think that this is maybe one of the reasons why you maybe caught on to me on the radio all those years ago or you're catching on to me right now. We do not get caught up in manufactured nonsense here on this show. It's not where I think the interesting lies. The interesting lies in the action of what Steph Curry gave to every single sports fan, Kings fans included. But what Steph Curry did was so historic to just say, well, you know, okay, so he did something historic. Now where does he rank? Is he a top three point guard of all time? Is he the number one point guard of all time? Let's have an entire half-hour show. Did he now crack the top ten players of all time? Like, can you just let something breathe? Curry dropping the single greatest Game 7 performance in the history of basketball still wasn't interesting enough to be the focus of the conversation. It's shit like that that drives me nuts. It's why I listen to less sports talk radio than ever before. Well, there's a reason or two for that these days, but uh, it's why you are listening to less sports talk radio than ever before. It's why you're watching ESPN or FS1 less than ever before, because it's just all manufactured debate instead of covering the actual sporting event that just happened. You know, if he wins another title this year, is he better than LeBron? Is he better than Kobe? Is he better than Michael? Is he better than Magic? Just stop it. Let a moment breathe. Let a moment breathe. You just watched one of the single greatest games in NBA history, and all these networks just want to have hypothetical debates. It's moronic, and it's unappreciative. And it just shows you that there is no sense for an appreciation of history and it comes from let's face it a younger generation out there right now that is finding itself with more fingers on switches than ever before because they're cheaper hires than the adults that used to be in the room trust me as an adult who just got thrown out of the room for you know 
uh, you know, to, to, to pay someone less to do the same job, um, you have no sense of history. No sense of history. You, if you don't appreciate history, how are you going to recognize history when it's happening right in front of your own eyes? And it drives me nuts. It's my single least favorite attribute about sports coverage these days. Show after show is solely built to serve the type of sports fan who, if you started talking with them in the bar, like you would just be backing away and backing away as as quickly as possible. I mean, shows are built around serving the lowest common denominator, dumbest sports fan at the sports bar instead of someone who actually has been around the block once or twice. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. A 50-point playoff game wasn't enough to carry the conversation. You had to turn that into a ranking too because we don't do rankings every goddamn day of the week. I mean, to have to rank where Steph Curry is and the all-time point, like like one game changes it that much? It's insane. It's insane. You know when the right time will be to have a debate about who Steph Curry was in the NBA? It will be when he retires from the NBA. The constant need to update a ranking in real time like it's a weekly college football poll is ridiculous. I hate that media. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And chances are you're tired of it too, which is why you're hanging out with me right here. So we do have a sense of history. And as I told you, one of the things that has been my favorite things about this franchise. Oh, by the way, since I'm talking about a favorite franchise. Boom! Ike's Sandwiches. By the way, we had talked with Team Ike about giving away a mess of sandwiches yesterday to people who emailed in. And we had... More people than the original 20 email in. And Ike said, we're going to basically feed them almost all of them anyways. I think even more have come in since then, and we had to cut it off at some point. But Ike has already gone above and beyond, and there are going to be free sandwiches sprinkled into your Ike's account if you sent an email yesterday to plusprizes at gmail.com. My man Ike is out there spreading sandwiches and love, and you can go get one of his sandwiches this afternoon at a number of Bay Area locations. And if you're outside of the Bay Area, go ahead, open up that app. There's probably one around you or will be coming to you eventually soon my man ike is building an empire kind of like we're doing over here on the plus which is another reason why we're such good friends so ike thank you for taking care of everyone buddy you are the best what i love about the warriors franchise absolutely love about the warriors franchise is how and this is not you know trying to project what they might do next This is looking back at what they have done. And I said yesterday, one of the greatest aspects of this franchise is how they have eviscerated other franchises, like left them crumbled in the wake behind them, salting the earth. I know that's a water and a soil thing, which you get mud. But uh, look, this has been an unbelievable run of success for the Warriors and destruction for the rest of the NBA, and I listed it yesterday. I said, look, they have killed 
the James Harden Rockets, the Chris Paul Clippers, the Kevin Durant Thunder, the LeBron James Cavaliers, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Luka-led Mavericks have all crumbled. Look, Jason Tatum and the Celtics, they're down now one game to none. How did they lose at home last night without Embiid out there? What are the Celtics doing? They might not be as ready for prime time as you would think they are. I can't believe they lost that game last night. Uh, a guy named John, Jonathan, on the chat, and look, not, or not on the chat, but on, on post-show comments, he watched and sent me, uh, uh, you know, saying, um, a comment saying, Damon, you, you forgot to. And he's totally right, I did forget to. The Warriors destroyed the Dame Lillard Trailblazers. Portland Trailblazers with Dame Lillard are never going to win a title. The closest shot they ever had was right in the middle of the Warriors' run to the point where they got eliminated by the Warriors four times in the Western Conference playoffs, including a sweep in the 2019 Western Conference Finals. And you can even add the San Antonio Spurs to the list if you want to. Zaza didn't try to hurt Kawhi Leonard, but obviously he got underneath him, sprained his ankle, Kawhi went, you know, straight load management rest of the way, and the Spurs haven't won shit since. He left. That was the beginning of the end of the San Antonio Spurs mattering in this league. So what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, let's call it seven, eight franchises that the Warriors just... Which, by the way, if you do that on the court right now, I think it's a six-game suspension, so don't do the throat-cutting thing. But, man, what they have done is just as interesting, believe me, all sports talk shows in America, than the hypothetical of what they might be. Feel free to live in a moment, especially when it's a historical moment. And the way that that Game 7 was covered, by not just national media, but I'm pointing at you, local media. It was pathetic. Very few shows got that right. Luckily, this one does, which is why you're here, and thank you so much. Speaking of getting it right, woo, next time you're going to make yourself a little whiskey cocktail, grab yourself a bottle of Blackened. I was wearing this T-shirt the day that Charles reached out to me and said, Hey, you ever try the whiskey? Little did I know we would be going into business together. Charles, it is great to have you aboard as a sponsor as well. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We'll get to the awesome sign that you sent me when we get to Club Plus. I'm so looking forward to Game 1 tonight. I'm so looking forward to Game 1 tonight. This is going to be so much fun at Chase Center. I'm going to be in the moment, and after the game is over, we're going to go ahead and hop on that AMP app and do a recap live from Chase, victory music for either team. I mean, we're, we're going to cover this thing down the middle. We're not going to be some homer, but we're going to be playing music. We're going to be having a really good time tonight on the AMP app when the Warriors and Lakers wrap up. Speaking of wrapping up, I saw this today from Austin Carp on Twitter. 9.8 million viewers for the Warriors' Game 7 clincher over the Kings on ABC on Sunday afternoon is the best NBA first-round playoff game ratings in 24 years and ABC's best figure on record for any non-NBA Finals playoff game. 
Did you get that? The most people to ever watch a basketball game out of the NBA Finals on ABC was Game 7 Warriors and Kings. And kids, if you like those ratings, wait until you see what's about to happen. Because you got the two biggest draws on planet basketball. Well, the three biggest draws. The three biggest draws on planet basketball are the following. Steph Curry, the Golden State Warriors, LeBron James. And all three are in this series I can't help but notice. I see a lot of chatter coming in. We will get to your chit-chatter when Club Plus gets underway. I want to talk about how the Warriors not just win this series, but win tonight. I will worry about winning the series as the series goes along. How do the Warriors win tonight? Andrew Wiggins, give LeBron James things to think about. Give LeBron James things things, things to think about all night long. Wiggins on LeBron is where this series turns because if Wiggins can handle LeBron, and there is no stopping LeBron, just handle him. If Wiggins can handle LeBron, that leaves Looney and Draymond dealing with AD and all the weak side help, which will be needed. If Wiggins can be the guy who just tries to make an effort on LeBron, this thing gets easier for the Warriors. It gets much easier for the Warriors. If Clay Thompson really joins the party, look, if Clay Thompson shows up in this series and has an actual series, like where you're talking about, man, as Splash Brothers, they're tough together. If it's one of those, this is Warriors in six, maybe even Warriors in five. Not trying to be cocky because this is a much better Lakers team than you were talking about in the beginning of the year. You know, this this is a team that did an awful lot of the trade deadline and has been good since. This is not going to be easy. But things get a whole lot easier for the Golden State Warriors when Klay Thompson doesn't just come along for the ride but does a little steering along the way. You know how much this series means to Klay. I hope that that brings out the very best in him. I really do. And if it does, Lakers are in trouble. Jordan Poole, I know the whole world's down on Jordan Poole. Yesterday I compared him to a jack-in-the-box taco. I think it's an apropos comparison. I really do. So did you. Everyone dug that analogy. I think Jordan Poole's got a big game in him. We haven't seen it yet in the playoffs, but I think that we all know he's got a big game in him. He does it. He needs to do it in this series if Jordan Poole has one of those, oh, 25, 35-point games at some point in this series. That's a game the Warriors have won, is it not? So now you just got to get three others. I mean, it feels like you get your starting five usual suspects doing your usual things. One or two guys comes along for the ride coming off the bench. The Warriors all of a sudden are really, really hard to beat again, aren't they? I might not have this right. I think I got this right. I was putting it together before I looked up at the clock and I said, oh, damn, I'm on the air in like five minutes. I got to run downstairs and turn the damn machine on uh, a, a house operate. Um, the Warriors are 23-2 in two in postseason series under Steve Kerr. The only series losses are LeBron's only title in Cleveland in the wake of Draymond's first postseason one-game suspension 
and to the Raptors in the NBA Finals when Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson both suffered terrible injuries. The Warriors have, under Steve Kerr, never lost in the Western Conference playoffs. Only twice in the NBA Finals. It's extraordinary. By the way, if that statistic could be attached to LeBron James, it would literally be the only thing anyone ever talked about. But because, you know, it's Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors, maybe it's talked about a little bit less. If that statistic could ever, ever be attached to the New York Knicks, it would lead Sports Center during football season. The amount of success that the Warriors have is just preposterous. I mean, there's, there's almost never been anything like it. Under Kerr, they've never been bounced from the postseason before the NBA Finals. And I'm not going to bet on it happening until it does happen. Nine seasons, four titles, two conference titles, and two seasons of not making the playoffs due to injury or a play-in tournament loss to the Lakers. And we still got a season underway. So let's see where this postseason ends up for the Golden State Warriors. It's just been extraordinary. It really, really has. 97-37. and 37. That's NBA Finals included. 97-37 and 37 in all postseason games under Steve Kerr. 97-37. and 37. That is a 724 winning percentage. Could you imagine if you could attach that winning percentage to LeBron James's postseason career, it's literally the only thing that would be discussed. Well, no, they'd probably need to debate where he ranked in the all-time list and all that stuff. By the way, the one of the chief uh, uh, one one of the chief aggregators in terms of let's do a ranking every single day is Nick Wright, who's a buddy of mine, and I believe Nick Wright will be joining me if not tomorrow, later on this week, in some way, shape, or form. Right here on the plus, baby. It is an all-NBA edition. Like I said, you got to enjoy the moment. It's just about winning tonight. You can't win a series tonight. You can only make sure that you defend home court tonight, and that's what the Warriors need to do. It's another reason why I really like them in this series. They're the home team. I didn't think the Warriors were about to be the home team in any postseason series that they might be looking at but they are and that's scary for the lakers because the warriors at home other than in game six against the kings are the warriors on the road we've joked that they've been the orlando magic so the warriors having home court advantage in a series don't cough it up take care of business on your home floor and we all know what happens speaking of Tonight's home game. I just got curious. What's the most expensive pair of tickets in the house? Went on Ticketmaster. A pair of courtside seats. These are right next to the scorer's table. Like you're sitting next to Raymond Ritter, who's on the end of the scorer's table. And you're sitting now in between the scorer's table and the Warriors bench. So to check into a game, a Golden State Warrior has to not step on your toes as they're walking past you to go to the scorer's table and say, I'm checking in next. A pair of those tickets sitting on the court, front row, a pair of those tickets 
right now will cost you more than $56,000 after Ticketmaster's dings you with about nine grand in fees. You're processing two tickets. How is that nine grand in fees? We have a little saying on uh, Damon Bruce Plus. That saying is, fuck John Fisher. Let me extend it. Fuck you, Ticketmaster. Good God. Just raping people with these fees. It's it's terrible. Uh, $9,000 to process two tickets? Fees, Ticketmaster? Come on. The tickets are listed for $23,400 each. So you're like, oh, this is going to be about, you know, $46,800 for the pair of tickets. No, it goes up to fifty six after Ticketmaster gets their claws into you. By the way, if you're looking for value, if you're incredibly rich, there's an even better value, which almost has you on the court. Because courtside now in the NBA is such a rarefied commodity that they have invented a second courtside. There's a second row for courtside tickets now. Um, so you're one row back, but you're on the court. Uh, a pair of those courtside seats in between the scorer's table and the Lakers bench right now are listed for over eight grand each. It will cost you $16,000, and then Ticketmaster is going to tack on another $3,500 in ticket fees for those. It's amazing. You sit in the front row, it's $9,000 in ticket fees for two tickets. One row back between the scorer's table now and the Lakers bench, oh, even though it's the same process, that's only $9,000 in fees. Excuse me, $3,500 in Ticketmaster's fees. Ah, they're the worst. Game one tonight. Wiggins, show up, do your job, rebound, help Looney, hit that glass. Draymond, be defensively on your head on a swivel all game long. Warriors win game one tonight. I think they do. And if they don't, woo, we got a series right off the bat, don't we? We know that's what ABC wants. But we know what Warriors fans want. And, and they want to sweep the Lakers. I don't think that's going to happen. But you never know. Game one is tonight. Game two is Thursday. Game three, down at, <laughs> they actually call it crypto, is on Saturday. Game four is on Monday. And if we need a game five, that'll be Wednesday back at Chase Center. Not a lot of time off in between these games. Managing old man minutes is something Steve Kerr, I know it drives you nuts, Warriors fans, when you see Curry, you know, hit a three midway through the first quarter and then get pulled to sit. It's managing gasoline. That's what he's doing. Steve Kerr is managing his players' fuel, and he's got a good feel for the team. How could you argue otherwise? Look at the postseason success. There can be a lot of frustrating things about the way this year has been rolled out. Being upset in the vacuum of a moment is something that sports fans get wrapped up in all the time. There is nothing to worry about. 
when it comes to how Steve Kerr rolls out his playoff lineups. And, and I know his rotations drive me nuts at times, too. We'll see if Jonathan Kaminga gets any run. I wouldn't expect much. Does Anthony Lamb fit this series at all? He didn't fit that King series at all in Steve's mind. So we'll, we'll you know, Will they go to Jamichael Green at any point just because they need another big body? I mean, they got trees in L.A., Rui Hachimura, and I'm not talking about ganja jar trees. I'm talking about tree trees, big guys. So an extra big guy might be needed at this time. Is that going to be Kaminga? Is that going to be Jamichael Green? We'll see the choices Steve makes starting tonight, 7 o'clock. I can't wait to be there. Like I said, this is an all-playoffs Damon Bruce show. Suns down 0-2 to the Nuggets, and Chris Paul is hurt? I mean, I didn't want to tell you that I predicted it because I didn't predict it here on the Plus, but I told you that this was going to happen when I was on a radio show, oh, three months ago, and I just said, look, that Kevin Durant trade to the Phoenix Suns there's something to keep an eye on, but you're also going to want to keep an eye on that guy's hamstring because you can set your watch that Chris Paul is going to hurt himself by just stepping somewhere in the postseason. He always does, and he has again. The Nuggets looked good last night. Walking into the arena, James Harden looked like he was wearing derelict by Mugatu. But he was incredible last night on the court when he got out of his Cookie Monster uniform. He looked like a wook at a fish show. He really did. And he he put on his NBA uniform, and he looked an awful lot like golden boy James Harden. He was money for the 76ers last night, who take one on the road in Boston. Sun's now down 0-2. So these playoffs have just been very interesting. But... That's all appetizers. That's all amuse-bouches compared to the main course. That is Warriors, Lakers, LeBron versus Curry. Doesn't get better than that. It just doesn't. We're going to wrap up today's Damon Bruce show with some fuck around and find out news. Shams has reported that the Memphis Grizzlies have told Dylan Brooks he will not be brought back under any circumstances. If I were Dylan Brooks, I would beg them for a sign-in trade because it's the most amount of money he's going to get, but just letting him walk away cleanly is a way that uh, apparently Memphis might also go about it, but wow. You want to talk about another franchise the Warriors helped cook? By the way, Draymond and LeBron finished that one off. Let me explain. I want to go all the way back to Steve Kerr saying that Dylan Brooks broke the code nearly one year ago. That was on May 4th, 2022, when he committed that foul that really hurt Gary Payton II, who's another guy who needs to have a big series. That's 363 days ago, almost one year exactly. And from that moment on, when Steve Kerr in that post-game press conference said Dylan Brooks broke the code, he put Dylan Brooks' reputation out on Front Street. And Dylan Brooks responded by saying, okay, so 
instead of me trying to rehab my reputation, I'm going to go full-on goon villainry. I'm going to go evil Dylan Brooks. You want a bad guy? I'll give you a bad guy is basically how Dylan Brooks approached the whole thing. And his entire persona goes full asshole, and he really never had the game to back it up. I mean, here's the thing. If you're going to be really hard to be around, you better be very, very good at what you do. You know, he has a limited offensive game. He's not the greatest athlete in the world. He's Dylan Brooks. He's a role player. He tried to conduct business as if he was Mr. You know, podium game after podium game. He wasn't. He isn't. So as Dylan Brooks decides to go full heel turn WWE style, Draymond then really started the beginning of the end of Dylan Brooks in Memphis after Dylan Brooks gave that uh, I don't like the Warriors interview to whichever outlet he gave it to was at the Ringer, Anscape, ESP, I don't even remember. Uh, Draymond takes his quotes, dissects them like a frog on Draymond's podcast, eviscerates Dylan Brooks, and then Dylan Brooks basically calls LeBron old, and then not on a podcast, but on a basketball court, LeBron James takes Dylan Brooks and he reduces him to the size of a Lego figure. Just shrinks him all the way down. Steve Kerr started the destruction of Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks embraced the destruction of Dylan Brooks. Draymond Green really put Dylan Brooks into the fire on Front Street this year, and then LeBron finished him off. Look, maybe Draymond and LeBron will be teammates one day, but they absolutely teamed up together to kill Dylan Brooks. He is done in Memphis. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I love it. I love it. Let me tell you, this is going to be an incredible game tonight. This is going to be a really fun basketball game tonight. We would love to see Steph Curry just keep it up. But that is unsustainable. All Golden State Warriors, it's a full hands-on-deck all hands on deck situation. This series is going to be an awful lot of fun. This is a good Lakers team. This is a team that is better than you think they are. Darvin Ham and LeBron James are cooking something up for Steph Curry, but how many stars and coaches haven't been trying to cook something up for Steph Curry in the playoffs for over a decade now? And no one's ever been able to slow him down before the NBA Finals. Will it begin this year? It will happen at some point. Will it be this round? Stick around and find out. We're about to get into what I'm guessing is a very busy chat today. And we're going to do that in the only way we know how. Oh, 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 oh. Thank you very much for tuning in. And please do remember, you podcasters out there, that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.